I want to I want to teach today some prophetic insight that I believe is going to help align us personally and help align us corporately. It's going to help clarify vision that God has for us. And it's going to give us a confident hope. I got to go back two years or so to begin to put this together. At the beginning of of 2021, I began to pray two passages of Scripture that formed two requests of Holy Spirit that would assist the apostolic calling on my life and assist our corporate calling as a kingdom ecclesia. It would also assist a call to teach and lead partnership with God's plan in the earth realm not just by ourselves, but along with others. And it would assist partnering with angel armies to assist the king's ecclesias to implement those plans on the earth at a much greater level. At that point, two years ago, I had been taught by Holy Spirit for years already that it was the plan of the Godhead for angels to assist the New Testament church. He actually taught me that it was a necessity for the New Testament church that angels assist us. It wasn't just a good idea, it was a necessity, and he proved it to me in the Old and New Testament. Man has been built for angel assistance. The church has been built for angel assistance, you have been built for angel assistance. It's part of the, the awesome ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is our leader. He is our, our empowerer. He is our gifter, our guide, our comforter. And without him, we can do nothing. He is the one who comes along, Jesus said, to aid and support. He is our comforter. He is our help. He is our support. He also, Holy Spirit is also, the one who leads angel armies. He leads angels. One of his names is Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of angel armies. So, there must be angel armies. In fact, the name Lord Sabaoth is used 285 times in the Bible, the Lord of angel armies. So he must want us to know there are angel armies and he must want us to know he is in charge of them. This magnificent being, Holy Spirit, an equal member of the Godhead, who Jesus called his other self, in John 14 and 16, is right now merging heaven's angels and the saints' ministry on the earth together in much greater ways. He has said to us, he has said that to us four times at least in the last six weeks or so. The angels and the heirs of God and the joint heirs with Christ are now being led by Holy Spirit 
to partner together, to work together, to run together, to complement each other's callings or commissionings, but they are different in much greater ways, greater than, than in any other era since Acts chapter 2. He is leading angels and heirs to implement on earth the purposes of the Godhead, the Godhead itself. Something God planned is now merging. It's now happening. It couldn't happen until the remnant embraced the concept that Christ has for his church, his definition for the church, which is an ecclesia, a ruling and reigning body. That function has now been established and, uh, or that teaching has now been established and now it is functioning. The merging, Holy Spirit is now leading. See, it's not just about overcoming and defeating hell's activity or evil. It, it is that, but it is also preparation for God events on the planet. God events that he has planned in the earth realm or God activity, events that Holy Spirit is going to lead with the heirs and with angel armies through now hundreds of ecclesias all over this nation and around this world. Holy Spirit is in charge of this. Though he doesn't speak of himself, Jesus said he wouldn't do that. But rest assured, he is God, he is all-powerful, he is omniscient, he is omnipotent, he is omnipresent, he is all-knowing, he is all-powerful, and everywhere at once, he supernaturally fills the soul-spirit space in believers, the born-again ones all over the world. And within that soul-spirit space, he ignites power, from heaven to surge into those believers that choose to follow him. This great being, he has all authority in heaven backing him. God the Father and God the Son, Jesus, they back him. And of course, he backs them. They are completely unified in a Godhead, a, a oneness that is incomparable anywhere else. So indeed, God is leading this awesome new era, this awesome merger, this awesome hinge of history. And God is going to show and show very, very clearly. He has not handed, he has not handed over the deed of the earth. He, is, he has not given up his right to ownership. He has not abdicated the throne. He has not submitted his kingdom to the government of man, to a political party, or to a league of any nations. No, he will demonstrate again, just as he did to the Persian Empire, the Egyptian Empire, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Midianites, the Amorites, the Babylonians and the Roman Empire. 
He is the supreme potentate, King of kings and Lord of lords. Holy Spirit is leading all of this right now, and He is leading the lives of those who willingly follow Him, follow after the Spirit. The first passage uh, of Scripture I prayed at the beginning of 2021 was Ezekiel 3.17. And I'll read that to you from the New Living Translation. This was a passage I just felt the Lord drawing me to over and over and over. I knew it was a call on me, and I knew it was a call uh, upon this ecclesia. Ezekiel 3, 17, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman. Whenever you receive a message from me, warn people immediately. If I warn the wicked, saying you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they'll die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their death. I can't tell you how many times I have felt that responsibility, and it's sobering. If you warn them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins, but you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. If righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not warn them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered and I will hold you responsible for their death. But if you warn righteous people not to sin and they, and they listen to you and do not sin, they will live and you will have saved yourself too. I began to see so clearly that apostles and prophets and the king's ecclesia must embrace this call. And so I asked, Holy Spirit, two years or so ago, anoint me and anoint this ecclesia to be watchmen on the walls. And I believe that he has, has done that along with many other things and purposes that he is calling us to. He has brought to us those who embrace that calling here physically in this house and thousands online. And I believe many more will come not because, not because of some specialness on my part or on your part, but because of Holy Spirit's calling that must not be compromised. And yes, it saddens me too to see so many leaders who are willing to compromise, even willing to condone sin in our nation because they don't want to take the heat. And of course, they're called hirelings, hirelings in the Bible. Please know this. Please know as an apostle for King Jesus, I am not political, I am biblical. And there's a big difference. We must be biblical. So I, I knew, I know we're different. I know we're not for everyone. So many want no responsibility or they are afraid of some kind of failure. But that's not the biblical standard. He said, warn them, I'll blame them. Don't, I'll blame you. 
So the watchman anointing is at times difficult. There are battles, spiritual battles, that we just have to take on. It's part of the kingdom business. But to me, it is a holy calling that we have embraced, vital for our times, and we must remain, remain vigilant, trusting Holy Spirit and what He says. But again, again, there's nothing elite about it. I praise God for any and all preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and I know most certainly we are not doing it by ourselves. But we must accept our own responsibility. Uh, the second scripture I use to further embrace calling is found in 1 Chronicles. And I want to give you a, in just a few moments a word study on that. But it defines what happens when we seek Holy Spirit for our times, individually or corporately. If you need direction, you need direction for your life, your family, maybe a vocation, uh, uh, apply these verses, apply these words, because a supernatural anointing comes through them. It's amazing. Built into this passage are words that activate seeing in the spirit realm and seeing in the natural realm. One of the ways Holy Spirit can anoint us is with the ability to see. I have prayed this, I don't know how many times, and these past three months, I believe I have prayed it every single day. And I want to use this to prophesy some things um, to us. Something incredible is just now unfolding. It's Conception is in the genius wisdom of God, which is unequaled anywhere. Plans of the Godhead are already emerging, which is opening a different atmosphere for the heirs to live in. And I believe that atmosphere will come into this room today. I've certainly been praying for it. A, it, it, will, it will activate or open a different atmosphere for the heirs, the born-again ones, to begin to function in. This has happened every time a new era opens. Strategies of the Godhead are now forming in the, in the earth. Awakening and Reformation will now rise with Holy Spirit passion. There's going to be great passion uh, in this awakening and reformation. A divine merger of the kingdom of heaven with Christ's kingdom in the earth realm is already underway, and now it is gaining momentum. Momentum is very important. Momentum is, is like, it's almost like a spirit realm thing because you can't see momentum, but you can sense it. It's like an athletic team. When they, hit, when they get momentum, it's like everything changes. I'm telling you, Holy Spirit is pushing something. Momentum is going to rise. And momentum, you can see a team do things that just are extraordinary when the momentum comes. And, and the prophetic word just three or four weeks ago was, Holy Spirit said, I'm going to increase your momentum. This will change an atmosphere around the saints. 
And believers are going to start doing some things that they were doing by rote before, but now with passion. This will cause a heightening uh, anointing and activation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is also going to be very beneficial to you as born-again ones individually. This is going to be incredibly significant for great success in the heirs. Words of wisdom and, and knowledge will reach higher levels. Gifts of healings and miracles will amp up in the heirs. Prophecy in, is going to amp up and greater clarity in the prophecies will also amp up. The gift of faith will activate in believers at much higher levels, which will activate dramatic, dramatic miracles, such as miracles that we see of biblical proportion, like the Red Sea opened. Yes, we're going to see those kinds of of miracles as the gift of faith activates. I'm not saying you're going to see them every day, but you're going to see some incredible things that only God could do. And the gift of faith in a remnant is going to activate and, and release the power of the Holy Ghost to explode on this planet in miraculous ways. It's not coming, it's now unfolding and it's going to begin to gain momentum. Discerning of spirits... Tongues and interpretation will also begin to function at much higher levels. The five-fold ministry that refuses to compromise a biblical standard will now work also at a much higher level. Evangelists are going to, to function with great passion and with great anointing. This will rise even in these next, before Christmas. You'll start seeing this rise in next, next year. It's going to be wide open. Why? Because we are also entering into a supernatural season of harvest. Pastors, teachers, prophets, and apostles will see heightened clarity and heightened anointing to function in their callings as this merger intensifies the will of God on the earth, just as, as Jesus taught us to pray. On earth as heaven. On earth as heaven. He wouldn't tell us to pray it if it wasn't possible to see it. Also, new eras, new anointings, or new mergers have always caused from the exodus to Acts chapter 2, to the first and second great awakenings and the charismatic movement, it has always caused energized hope or energized life upon the saints, life upon the people of God, life, life upon the heirs. Life surges into them as the increased presence of the Lord comes near them. And Holy Spirit administrates, and again, he's done it every time. Holy Spirit administrates this with the outpouring of what is called the oil of joy. He pours out the oil of joy. This is now due, and it's going to happen. It's always happened. 
Holy Spirit is going to do this. Portals, portals of glory are now opening over functioning ecclesias. Pre-funding for kingdom expansion is, is happening. It's like God is paying for things in advance. A supernatural atmosphere heightens anticipation, replacing hope deferred. It's happened every time. It happened in the Exodus. They barely got into the land before they started dancing. Fresh breath, fresh wind is being breathed into the remnant and numb feelings caused by maybe a couple of years of COVID craziness in our nation. Numb feelings are coming to life. Some of you, some of you are going to have your life realigned in a good way, supernatural by the Holy Spirit, to the point where people are going to say of some, who are these people? Who is that? I've never seen them like that before. I've never seen them do what they're doing now. Resurrection life is being released. And like Lazarus, grave clothes are falling off God's people. Places of burial are becoming places of testimony. Change is coming, not just to a nation, to heirs. Change is coming to the heirs. Stagnant gifts are coming to life. Lost purpose is coming to life again. Souls in need of restoration are, are being restored like David's soul was. Tired prophets like, like Elijah are finding their voice again to go and face Jezebel. Those who have hung their harps on on willow trees and only use them to sing funeral dirges like the people of God did in Babylonian captivity are getting them down. They're taking their harps down to sing new songs of praise. Singing, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise unto my God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. I will say unto the Lord, I will say unto the Lord who has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being, my meditation on him will be sweet. I will be glad. I will be glad in the Lord. The spiritual force of joy is being activated from God's glory surges and is lifing those who have lost the joy of their salvation, which I think is probably in the millions. They're being lifed again. Holy Spirit's pouring out the oil of joy. It's supernatural. It's not natural. I mean, God's a God, he's all about resurrection. Life winds are blowing, says the Lord. 
joy winds are blowing, joy and laughter are returning to Zion, says the Lord. Receive fresh breath, receive fresh joy, receive fresh strength, receive the breath of life, receive resurrection winds. Dead souls are resurrecting, says the Lord. Dead emotions are resurrecting, says the Lord. Dead dreams are resurrecting. Hope that's alive is now soaking those who trust what I say. I read the other day, uh, it was actually on a small little sign. Perhaps some of you saw it. It's this little sign. I, I, it was a statement of someone that was obviously frustrated, which has been a feeling of so many in this crazy world. But there was also a, a conviction in these words or a determination in these words that was evident as well. The sign read, I miss me. I miss the joyful me. I miss my energy. I miss my smile. I miss my glow, and I'm going to get it back. Holy Spirit's working to help us get our glow back. He's pouring out the oil of joy to help us get ourselves back in line, to realign our soul, uh, the oil of joy to anoint you to get your laugh back. He's pouring out the oil of joy to align souls that are out of whack. How's that for an appellation term? You get it. It's out of whack. He's pouring out the oil of joy to get us out of whack. He's releasing fresh winds on those who are determined to trust him and, and who they are is being refreshed supernaturally. Joy is available to soak God's people. He's re restoring souls in this new era. He's activating living hope that returns the heart songs, that returns the, the smile, that returns the laughter. It lifes you. I believe in this Holy Spirit out, outpouring, millions, millions of believers are going to feel like they got their breath back. They got themselves back. This is in spite of inflation and crazy leaders. I remember the charismatic movement it was one of the greatest movements ever in history. Uh, millions were saved. The coming generations were, were saved by the multiplied hundreds of thousands. It was an awesome movement of the Holy Spirit. But it also included or occurred in times of great inflation. 
I think our first house, I might be wrong, but I think our first house was 12% interest. 12%. I know on this house, the church, it was 13.5% interest, but then it went crazy and, and, and it went up to 18% interest. Not only that, gas was rationed. You had to line up for around the block just to get 10 gallons, I believe it was, of gas. Also, the Vietnam War was raging, and yes, liars were all over government. But a joyful outpouring came, and millions began to dance, sing, sing the Word of God, and come to salvation. One of the greatest Jesus movements ever took place. Holy Spirit's doing it again. Don't think he doesn't know how. He's good at it. Hear this quick word study that Holy Spirit is still using to speak into our times. It's found in the anointing that was placed upon the sons of Issachar. It is an anointing that in our times, Holy Spirit places upon the heirs, the born-again ones, and upon the king's ecclesia. Paul actually references this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, praying. He, he prayed for this anointing upon the heirs and upon the ecclesia in Ephesus, saying, May the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge be upon you, and may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. In other words, may you see what, what hasn't been distinguishable. I've prayed that nearly every day this year. Open the eyes of my understanding. I want to see clearly in the spirit realm. I want to see clearly in the natural realm. Paul prayed that for the Ephesians. New Living Translation reads, May your hearts be flooded with light so you understand the confident hope he has for you. The Amplified Bible, Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets. Mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of Him. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which He has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones, or the heirs. First Chronicles 12.32 tells us the sons of Issachar had this anointing. Their eyes were anointed to discern times. Spiritual times, natural times. Within the words of that verse, anointing is activated when pondered, when meditated on, that Holy Spirit uses to anoint our eyes to see in the spirit realm and in the natural realm. 
It's one of the biggest benefits. When pondered, he often then speaks through those words prophetically, especially concerning new times. 1 Chronicles 12, 32 says, The sons of Issachar understood the times to know what Israel ought to do. We too need that anointing. We've got to understand what to do because it seems to me many on this planet and in our country don't know what to do. It's not their assignment, it's ours to know what to do. I mean, the angels are busy for a reason. Millions have been brought to the earth realm for a reason. What is the reason? What's going on in Christ's kingdom? Well, the word understand is the Hebrew word bena. They understood, understood the times. That is bena, and it means knowledge or means wisdom, or insight, or intelligence. Yes, he can anoint you with intelligence. Times is the Hebrew word eth, and that means proper time, or the right season. It means, eth means the point in time when things converge or merge. That's what he's doing. It means the appropriate time for an event or for a happening to happen. It's a time for things to happen. Things blend, things converge, things merge. So many prophecies, visions, and dreams are now merging into our times. And it will lead to appropriate times, success events, for your life, for you individually, for your families, and for the ecclesia. To know, that's just one word in the Hebrew language, and it's yada. means to perceive, or anoint to perceive, or anoint to see. Anoint to see. To anoint your heart to see, yada to inform or to reveal. It also refers to, in the Hebrew language, knowledge that is gained through the senses. In other words, you sense something. He will help you sense, sense something. I, I sense something's happening, or I sense this, I sense that. Yada, you sense it. It also, it also means in the Hebrew language, yada means to distinguish between options. Often you have multiple options. Which one do you take? He will help you sense the proper option. Seek him. He'll help you sense the proper or the right one. Ought to do. That's one word in the Hebrew language, and it's asaya. Asaya means execute or to execute something. It means to work, means to create, it means to, to build or to prepare. Assad describes God's creative genius activity. Remember, Paul said in the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, 1, that the plans of God or the wisdom of God was genius. Well, of course it is. He's a genius. 
Isaiah references God's creative genius activities. Not his abilities, not that. No, the activity of that ability. Isaiah is, is a, a bit difficult to describe because it means to prepare for God's genius activities that only his abilities could create for you. No one else could. See, something's beginning on the earth. A campaign is building on the earth. A movement is moving that only the abilities, the creative genius of God can execute. We are called upon to discern it and participate, obeying what he says. Holy Spirit will then release divine enablement or divine ability, and he will release angel armies. In other words, the kingdom of Almighty God and his Christ are going to demonstrate God activity on the earth. On the earth. It's not referring to heaven. It's on the earth. God activity right here, right now. Understand, Benah, King Jesus has issued a command that's come from the Godhead. Holy Spirit and angels, the angelic hosts, have heard that command. They know it clearly. The command was prepare for God activity. Prepare for my kingdom's activity all over the earth, all over it. Prepare my bride for supernatural activity. Prepare my church for kingdom activities. Prepare it to move. Prepare it to execute. Prepare my sons and daughters, my heirs, for heaven's activity. Prepare them for the merger. He's been doing that for months now. Like we did with Daniel. Go down there and cause them to understand a new era is now opening. Gabriel, a seraphim, go down and activate this. Michael, go into the earth realm, activate this. Angel armies, activate this. Angelic princes, activate this. Dominions, activate this. Seraphim, government angels. Awakening and Reformation angels, activate this. Holy Spirit, activate the greatest move of my kingdom on the earth that has ever been seen. Prepare my people for supernatural God genius activity. That my abilities and my power, my delegated authority has released to them, prepare them for worldwide movement. This isn't a local church move. This is worldwide movement. God has something very big in mind. That order has been heard and it is now being executed. Holy Spirit is all over it, which means dramatic deliverance, like in the Exodus, is now in process. That, that process didn't start when they blew the ram's horn and they took off from Egypt, it started 80 years before that. There was preparation. Dramatic 
deliverance has been in process for us some 70 years that I can see clearly. God's genius activity is moving into the earth realm to give awesome deliverance to the heirs. Please understand, the exodus, yes, there were a lot of spiritual things happening, but that was natural oppression was breaking. They were being given a literal inheritance in the land, as well as spiritual blessing. It means supernatural recoveries are now in process. It means supernatural resourcing is in process for you, for your families, for your business, and for the kingdom ecclesias. It means supernatural victories are now in process. Miracles are now in process. Holy Spirit knows completely the Godhead's plans. And he is moving to implement them with meticulous detail. Man won't stop him. Governments won't stop him. He is merging the kingdom of heaven with Christ's kingdom in the earth realm. Nothing's going to stop that. He has been moving millions of angels into the earth realm. No doors can close that keeps him out. He's preparing for God activity in our colleges, in our schools, and in all the cultural mountains. He won't be kept out of any of them. He's been preparing for our times for decades. And there should be no doubt in our minds that he knows how to do it. He knows how to execute the orders he has received from the Godhead. Clearly, one, uh, one of the reasons for releasing angel armies at the greatest levels ever, ever. One of the reasons for releasing the highest order of angels now for the first time ever at this level, seraphims, the highest order of angels, is to activate God's plan through the heirs and through the king's ecclesia. They are here to assist Holy Spirit in assisting us to understand and participate. They are assisting us in connecting to the proper option, to sense it, to know it, to, to sense it in a corporate way, and then execute it in Jesus' name. So when you put the Hebrew seer pattern together, this scripture, 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 32, is a seer pattern. Holy Spirit brings the words alive again. Why? To speak them again. They prophesy to us fresh. What happens when Holy Spirit brings us into a new era or new times as he supernaturally activates fresh wind as he pours out the oil of joy, as he pours out power from heaven, as he brings great deliverance, resources, gifts, victories, as he removes hope deferred and stirs new songs in the hearts of God's people, as he realigns them and aligns what's out of whack. Oh, it happens every time, every time. 
the pattern is actually very, very clear. He causes, he causes them to be rhema again or to live again. Be, be fresh again, now again. Benaeth yada esa. Holy Spirit, here it is. Holy Spirit is anointing the heirs with intelligence and wisdom that reveals the proper time, the appropriate time for an event to come into its season. He is anointing us with perception to sense and distinguish the proper option so, so clearly that it can be perfectly executed as designed by heaven. He's preparing us properly for the release of God's genius, creative activities so we can participate in and receive from a God happening. What is he doing? Understand what he's been preparing us for. It's time for another God happening. I believe it's time now for the third great awakening. It's time for another God event. Stay focused. It's time for the greatest happening in church history. The earth will now see an earth-shaking revival. The prophets don't even know how to describe what's about to happen. When God's word defines an event as a God happening, something new and better has to be happening. A God happening is happening. Holy Spirit's up to something. The ecclesia is rising. The, the angels are, are, are rising. The watchman anointing and the Issachar anointing are working. And they're gaining momentum. Plans of Holy Spirit are connecting to this moment. Receive the, the fresh winds of Holy Spirit. Receive them today. Re receive the oil of joy. He would not have me preach this if he wasn't prepared to release the oil of joy. It's not time to sing funeral dirges. It's time to sing songs of deliverance, songs of victory. It's time to get your me back. Or your me changed. Either one's good. It's time to get your me back and participate in a God happening. See, you, you, you'll sit on the sidelines if you don't get me aligned. It's going to change the world. America will be saved. Harvests, hard to comprehend, are coming. A God happening is happening. And I believe that it is now accelerating and will gain momentum through the rest of this year and next year, hold on. Because God means business. Singers and musicians come. I found myself singing this song this morning. I know. Most of you don't know it. I'm 70 years old. Come on. 
I have found his grace is all complete. He supplieth every need. As I said and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free, yes, free indeed. It is joy unspeakable and full. Oh, you old people act like you don't know it. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, and the half has never yet been told. I've found the joy no tongue can tell. How its waves of glory roll. It is like a great or flowing well springing up within my soul. For it is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory and the half has never yet been told. Yeah, Peter wrote that verse, it's joy unspeakable. Who did he write it to? People who were scattered and under intense persecution. But the oil of joy came and they turned the world upside down. 